And I can see the ground now, way too gone, way too gone. Alright, legends, welcome back to yet another episode of Get Around Me. It's me, Billy Darcy. Feel the hype, spread the hype, etc. What a time to be alive. I'll say it again. Morale is high. I've just got a new jumper from Lowe's. Salmon. It's not pink, it's salmon. Back off. Alright, it's goddamn salmon. I won't say it again. It's my pod, it's my jumper. You can back off. It's the last time I'll say it. Okay? It is the last time I'll say it. But I got this bad boy from Lowe's yesterday. You know, it's warm. I thought if I'm going to be on Centrelink, it's time to dress like I'm on Centrelink. Alright? Time to look the part. So, I've got this wicked new jumper. Morale's high. And I've, I've got a few yarns from the weekend. Because I actually left the house. What? I left the goddamn house, if you can wrap your head around that. Um, and it was a wild weekend. I, w- I went to the Black Lives Matter rally on Saturday. That was fucking cool. I'll talk about that later. After the, the rally, I went to the pub for the first time. My glorious return to the public house. What an absolute flop, okay? The pubs are not back. The doors might be open, but that's that's about as far as it goes in my books. Um, very bizarre experience. You've got to sign your name in at the bar. I don't like leaving a paper trail all over town when I'm on the scoops, okay? I like to be anonymous, in and out. Who was that? Why did he say that? We don't know, okay? We don't know. But they, they get your name, your number, and... Uh, it's very bizarre. You you have to sit in groups of four and have a meal, book a table. Every second table is like taped off. Atmosphere is absolutely minimal at the pubs at the moment. Dead set more atmosphere in my bedroom and I'm on a two month dry streak. So wrap your head around that. I would honestly recommend probably giving the pubs a miss. Um, I won't speak for other states, but in Sydney, it, it seems like it's going to be a couple more weeks until... Until we get that, you know, that that buzz, that atmosphere, you know. You go in to meet new people and enjoy that atmosphere. But, you know, I think if you uh, if you accidentally tap someone on the shoulder, you get put in a freaking armbar, sent off to jail. Maybe. I don't know. That might be a bit dramatic. But it was a very weird experience at the pub. The only good thing about going to the pub was the, ta- uh, the schooners. The absolutely ice-cold schoonanas. And I'd worked up quite a thirst from marching for justice all afternoon. So, and I've always said that nothing gets me thirstier for a schooner than justice. Okay. So the schooners just, they're delicious. And as long as pubs have beers on tap, they will always have a, have a place in the, in the heart of the people, I think, because it's so much better than bottled beers. Been drinking bottled beers the last couple of months. Schooners blow them out of the water. Oh God, they're tasty. So goddamn tasty. But, so I went to the pub. Quite underwhelming. Li- very little atmosphere, but... I don't know. Gave it a crack. Whatever. Next. But then after the pub, I didn't have to worry because I had scored an invite to a very cool house party in Bondi. If you're not from Sydney, a bit of context on Bondi. It's where the richest, best-looking people live. Okay? Um... This is actually a stat from the government. Everyone in Bondi, the average attractiveness is an 8.5 out of 10. And that goes up during summer, okay? But, so I got a start at this house party. Uh, me and my mate Maka went along. I copped a little plus one, which I was very grateful for. And, and the call came through on the way to this house party. The whole party had run out of ice. And to me, I'm thinking, beautiful. This is the opportunity I needed because... 
when you're a plus one at a house party and you don't know anyone, that that party is basically a blank canvas for you to sort of, you know, paint your personality on. You know, these people don't know you. They don't know about that time you freaking vomited on the Jefferson's fence in 20, 2013. You know, they don't know about that time you, you tripped up the stairs at that 18th in 2012 and you headbutted your nose and started bleeding from your nose. They weren't there for that. Nobody knows. So it's a clean slate. It's great. I love going to parties where you don't know anyone. And I go in, I said, this is great because now we're going to rock up with the, with the oh, testy pop. We're going to rock up with the ice and we'll be the heroes of this party. Okay. And this is exciting. This is exactly what I need. So I go, I go, Macca, we get, we're going to sort this ice out and we're going to, we're going to really hit the ground running at this party. So I walk in with the ice, knock on the door. Our mate who was uh, hosting the party was nowhere to be seen. So we walked in, some random guy answered the door. I said, mate, you're welcome. I've brought the ice and I went for a high five and he did not reciprocate. Okay. Uh, the reception he gave me was ironically as frosty as the ice I was holding. Uh, very unsettling. I thought these bloody ungrateful Bondi, I swear to God, but we get into this party, fill up the eskies with the ice. Still not a lot of hype around the fact we brought the ice, which I was absolutely miffed by. And and we ran into our mate, bit of bants there. Everyone at this party was very wealthy and all good looking. And by that, I mean, everyone was good looking. And the ones that probably weren't wealthy, I mean, you would never be able to tell because they were so good looking. I'd say the average attractiveness of this party was a 8.7 out of 10. And that was really only because me and Maka were dragging it down considerably. Um, but we're, we're bouncing around town, having a great time, meeting all these people. Some of my banter was falling a bit flat, unfortunately. I was poorly received in some circles. Um, I called one of the girls who was hosting the party the wrong name. Huge momentum killer. Um, I can't remember what her name was, but I know for sure now it wasn't Kate. <laughs> Found that out the hard way. Um, and it was, it, was a, it was a good time. I, I couldn't let the ice thing go. So like anytime I was talking to a girl, me and Maka would like pretend to accidentally like touch the outside of their drink and we'd be like, Oh, oh, sorry, your, your drink's so cold. Oh, sorry, oh, I'm going to get frostbite. Sorry, you've got some ice in there by any chance. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I put some ice in there. And then me and Macro would be like, you're welcome. Billy Darcy and Michael McElroy, how are you going? Great to meet you, okay? We brought the ice and now we're bringing the laughs, all right? Welcome. And a lot of laughs had. Um, it, was, it, was, it was tough going because the, the guys there if you were like talking to a girl and some guy came over, like some of these backpacker blokes were without a doubt across any specter of gender you want to subscribe to. These guys were absolute goddamn sorts. One German guy came over. I was talking to this girl for about 20 minutes. This German guy came over, said something in German. I don't know what it was, but then she just went off with him and she was Scottish. So how does that work? You know, he said something in German to this Scottish bird. She didn't say anything in German. I didn't, but that was the end of that. I think when you're so good looking, you can just sort of transcend language, you know? But I think I think that's unfair, you know? if I felt like I had come to the party playing cricket and this bloke has rocked up now to play a bit of soccer, you know? Let's all get on the same playing field. Let's speak of the Inglés, okay? Um, so it was, it, was, it was a great time. A lot of cool people there. Um, a, lot of, a lot of puffer vests and RM Williams, you know? A lot of narcotics as well, I will say. Um, you know, anytime you, you go around, you see a lot of wealth, 
certain things come with that come with that wealth plenty of that going around um and it was a good time it, it, it was a fun night um i was talking to this one chick i would say every girl there was like a something slash model you know every it was like i'm a dancer slash model i'm an actress slash model and really what an absolute treat it would be to be like a something slash model because you can always just be a model you know if you're an actress and you haven't worked since 2014 it's like who gives a shit i'm still modeling all the time you know unreal and i was wondering if there's ever been a comedian slash model because that would be a great gig for some reason though i think there's not a lot of good looking comedians because when you're super good looking i think you just don't have to be that funny but and also sometimes maybe more so in australia i think if someone's really good looking on stage the crowd's just like fuck this guy you know they're never like fuck this girl like i know some hot girl comedians but I think if if you're like a, like a 10 out of 10 bloke and you're on stage, like being like, fuck this or whatever, the crowd's just like, oh, look at this piece of shit, this bloody 10 out of 10, I bloody, ugh, you know, they get jealous. But I was talking to this one girl and, uh, yeah, I've been uh, been thinking a lot about stand up and stuff and if I'm going to, what I'm going to, you know, how it's all going to work out. And I was like, oh, I was talking to this girl and she was an actress. I said, Said, and she said she just booked a couple of ads. And I was like, oh, okay. So got a, sounds like it's going well. I said, what would be your, your dream career from here? And she was like, oh, I'd love to, you know, go to LA and do this and get a pilot maybe. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And she said, what about you? What's your dream career? And I was like, oh God. I just started like melting down. I was like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost everything. <laughs> and she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I mean, I guess I would want to, but... Who, I mean, I don't, oh, oh, and I just started like spiraling out in front of this girl and she was like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink. And I was like, yep, you're welcome for the ice. And I just had to like fucking take a moment. It was embarrassing. Seriously embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh, but it was a, it was a fun party. But I got to say, Pelican of the week, um, I will say this, Pelican Week, my mate Maka, he stole my identity twice across the weekend. Firstly, on the Saturday night party, he told everyone that he writes my jokes for me and that I just tell them on stage. That he, like, ghost writes all my shows. And obviously, no one knows who I am. They all believed him. They were like, oh, I can't. So he writes them and you tell them. And I was like, excuse me? And Maka was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm the I'm the brains. He's, he's, the, he's the performer. I was like, this piece of shit. And I was like... I was like, no, 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 that's not how it works at all. And they were like, they were like, no, we, we, that's how it works. Maka just told us. I was like, mate, this guy. And, and he, he told some people we were a comedy duo. This one girl said, I'd love to see you both sometime on stage. And I was like, it's just, Maka works in construction management. This is bullshit. You know, I was getting no comedy cred at all. And then Sunday night, we went out again. Um, and Sunday night, okay, a couple of things from Sunday night. Firstly, I rode in the in the boot of my mate's car on Sunday night. Let me tell you, that is not as fun as I thought it would be, okay? It was a little sedan, and there was I barely fit in the boot, and I dead set thought I was in, like, an episode of Taken. Like, it was not, I was like, like, this is actually claustrophobic as fuck. I did not enjoy it. Um, and we went to this bloke's apartment, after we tried to get into a pub on Sunday, but the line was out the door. 
And I'll say this about the pubs. I got a new rule. While the pubs are sort of, you know, you can only have what, like 50 people in or whatever and one and a half meter distance and all this. New rule for the pubs. If you if you're over the age of 35, hit the bricks, okay? Hit the goddamn bricks. I'm sorry. There is not enough room for you at the moment, okay? Anyone who lived through the 70s and the 80s, you had your time, you enjoyed it, okay? You could you could take 72 beers into the cricket for free. You could drink drive all over town. You could smoke cigarettes guilt-free. You know, you're smoking a cigarette in 1973. You're like, fuck, not a worry in the world. Okay? You had your time. It's time for you to move on now. If there's only 50 people in the pub, let's get some whippersnappers in there, ripping and tearing. You know, I want to see some people living living their best life, all right? If you're 53, guess what? This pandemic's not for you, brother. Stay inside, all right? Because I tried to get into the pub on Sunday, lying out the door, you had to wait for people to leave before you could go in. And I just saw all these old blokes sitting around having a schooner. It's like, go home, spend some time with the wife, your kids, you know, where are they? They're outside in the line with me trying to get in. This is bullshit, you know? I saw, I saw one guy who was like 73. It's like, mate, you don't have long left. Go see your family, all right? I reckon until this whole pandemic thing's over... If you're, there, if you're over the age of 35, hit the goddamn bricks, okay? Go home, crank up the AM radio, mow the lawn, I don't know, do whatever old people do, you know? Be racist in your own home, no one's around, okay? Go be you. Until then, let the youth rip and tear, okay? Let us have a crack. I'm, I'm standing out the rain, got this guy in there, he's freaking been married for 35 years. Some of us are still looking for love, mate. Okay, some of us are still out there in it. So there's too many old blokes taking up the pubs at the moment, and and do you know why? Because because they'll uh, the old blokes they they're happy to get there at 11 a.m. and sit on the same stool for the next 20 fucking years. You know, some of us have got other activities to do because we're young and free and we do what we want. All right. Instead, these old blokes, it's one in, one out. They get there at 11 sit on the stool until they literally fall asleep at the table and get kicked out at freaking 10 p.m. How's that helping anyone? Anyway. So, yeah, these old these old blokes have got to hit the bricks. You had your time. And I would never usually, uh, you know, sort of, was it, single out one particular gender, but it is, it is old blokes. I saw nothing but a sea of bald heads in there. Go freaking, go shine your dome elsewhere, you old fucks. But anyway, so we tried to get into this pub. Pensioners everywhere. They must have been doing some sort of fucking deal, but... So we went back to the, my mate's apartment. Macca continued to mug me off throughout the weekend. Uh, firstly, he comes up to me and goes... Because we've been on the source for quite some time. Um, so all day Sunday, big, big night Saturday... And we're wrecked. And he comes up and goes, mate, I don't want to, I don't really want to head back to Jason's place and keep drinking. Like I'm wrecked. I go, mate, I'm wrecked too. He goes, I feel bad though. He's invited us over. We should go. He goes, how do we tell him? I go, mate, leave it with me. Jace comes over. I go, Jace, mate, no interest in going back to yours. I think we're going to give it a miss. Maka immediately goes, you're kidding, Bill. What makes you say that? Oh, mate, Jace, don't worry about him. I'm pumped. We're going to have the best time ever. 
completely mugged me off. I could not believe it. So then I'm looking like an absolute idiot. We, back, we go back to uh, Jace's place. A few girls and guys come around. And Maka has convinced everyone. He's convinced a couple of the girls that he is, in fact, the singer-songwriter, Dean Lewis. One of the girls came up to her and said, Oh my God, it's Dean Lewis. And, and she started breaking down and was like, Firstly, everyone knows I impersonate Dean Lewis. Okay, that's my thing. All right, I've been doing that for bloody last two years, doing the Dean Lewis joke. And one time, this chick thought I was the drummer from Ocean Alley. All right, impersonating musicians is my thing. Macca is now impersonating Dean Lewis. This girl comes on to him and starts breaking down, saying, oh my God, Dean, I can't believe you're here. Like, I can't thank you enough for getting through my last breakup. I could not have done it without you. And Mac is there like, oh, you know, that's, that's music to my ears, babe. That's why I do it. You know, I'm, I'm so glad my pain could help ease yours. Couldn't fucking believe it. Okay. So Maka mugged me off for about, I'd say 36 hours straight in various fashions. And he is this week's Pelican of the Week. Um, and a quick mention to this one guy. When we were in this apartment, I tried to connect to the Yui Boom, play a few tunes. And I just connected to this one. And I was trying to play the music, but it wasn't working. And I'm cranking it. <laughs> and then I realized I'd connected to the Bluetooth speaker in the apartment next door. And we could see into the guy's apartment. All of a sudden, the lights go on. And this old bloke comes out and starts fucking around with his speaker. And then I would like... He was like looking at his phone. And I would turn the music down. And he'd be like, oh, thank God. And then I'd crank it back up again. And he'd run, he'd run over and like... He was like trying to like look at the speaker. Like, what the fuck's going on? And then... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, it must have been plugged into the wall or something because I did it like three times. And like every time he left the room and turned the light off because he was asleep, obviously, I would like crank more right back up again. In a blow in a blow to the old blokes who've been taking up the pubs, I'm now cranking cranking a bit of more rat in your living room. How does that feel, you know? That's probably, probably the funniest thing that happened all weekend, really. Um, so yeah, that was pretty big weekend. I was in an absolute state on monday and then to be honest morale was low on monday low indeed but this weekend hopefully i should have some stories little teaser for next week's pod a mate of mine has moved to this tiny country town like in the middle of new south wales and me and maca and another mate are going to go visit him and um sort of get sourced up at the local pub and whatnot and uh usually you go to a country town few good good stories come out of it so Look for whether you're enjoying this episode or not. Oh, next week's going to be good, you know? So there's, there's a little a little teaser, if you will. Um, but, so a couple more things. Oh, yeah. So on Saturday, I went to the Black Lives Matter rally in Sydney. Um, probably about, I don't know, I didn't look it up, but I guess there was maybe like 25,000 people there. That's just a fucking guess. I really have no idea. But there was people everywhere. It was wild. Um, my first ever rally or protest or something, I think, uh, the only other protest I've been to before Black Lives Matter, um, was the local dog walkers in my area, um, petitioned to be able to walk their dogs on our third grade cricket ground. And I went down to protest them not doing that because the dogs shit all over the ground and ruin it. And so that was my first protest. Um, and then I've gone, so I've gone from... Uh, local dog walkers versus local cricketers to 
Black Lives Matter. And that is quite a significant step up in causes. You know, those dog walkers, they were, I mean, we absolutely disposed of them. You know, they're still not allowed to walk their dogs on the field. But this was Black Lives Matter, a, a considerable cause. People are protesting all around the world. I want to say there was 30,000 people there. Again, not 100% sure, but it was fucking wild. I got to say, next time there's a protest or a rally in your city and, uh, you know, you think you, it's a cause you'd like to get behind, highly recommend going to one of these things. It was fucking cool, dude. You could really feel the, the people power, you know? Everyone's chanting. Um, it was wild. Everyone had the masks on. I had my, uh, I had like a bandana. You know, I was looking like a goddamn outlaw. Um, at one point, these Aboriginal kids got on top of the roof of this Woolies in, in the CBD. Like the whole CBD in Sydney was shut down and they just like took over the rally. They're like freaking starting all these chants. Like these kids are like 14 and they're just like starting all these chants in front of 30,000 people. It was wild. Um, there was really, I got to say, I got to come clean. I was, 1% of me was hoping to maybe get tear gassed or like shot up by some rubber bullets, you know, just to sort of flesh out the podcast a bit this week. But unfortunately, it was an extremely peaceful protest. Um, and it never had the vibe of like, well, this could kick off or whatever. Like it was never, it was never anything like that. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, highly recommend going to a, a rally or whatever in the future. But a couple of things. I gotta say, I reckon it'd be so. I would love to talk. I got a few friends who are young police officers. I'd love to chat to them about it because I'd say maybe a lot of the protest was kind of like basically anti-police. A lot of a lot of chance for like defund the police. You know, poli- cops are you know dogs or whatever. So at, and at the start of the rally, there was like some speeches and uh, some more speeches. I guess a lot of chanting and then. Then we were like marching the streets of Sydney and this was cool. So like the whole Sydney CBD was shut down. We're just walking the streets. It was fucking awesome. And there was like cops lined up either side, making it, um, making sure everyone was safe uh, and what have you. And yeah, a lot of the um, sort of chants were like anti-police. But then I was looking at a lot of the cops. A lot of them were kind of my age and probably, probably sh- I, I, I was thinking a lot of the cops there especially the younger ones probably shared the same values as the protesters you know they've just just become police officers and got into it for probably the right reasons but so i thought that was really weird all these young cops standing there basically like having all these thousands of people say like we fucking hate you but they actually probably you know if in another world they'd probably be on the other side of that picket fence so it was pretty wild like i said it was never never had the vibe it was gonna sort of kick off or whatever but yeah it was very cool i know afterwards um like i said i just went to the pub after um but i know at some of the train stations apparently people got pepper sprayed or whatever i wasn't there for any of that so i can't speak to speak to what happened there but yeah it was fucking cool very cool you could feel like the you know the power of the people it was like fuck we could take over this city right now it was wild um but yeah it was very cool probably the most powerful thing i saw while i was there was actually on the way to the rally, this black guy and his eight-year-old son were walking to the rally. And I was like, fuck, dude, like, that is wild. You know, this kid was eight years old. I know he looked maybe African. He wasn't Aboriginal, but I was thinking, dude, that that is privilege. Like, this kid's eight years old, and he has to be aware of the world in a way, like, he, he has, his eyes have to be opened at such a young age to the world around him. 
in a way that mine probably still don't even have to. You know, this kid's eight years old at a political rally and the, the reason they're there is because people are killing people that look like him. Imagine that, eight years old, you're at a fucking rally for this shit and your dad's like, yeah, we got to support this cause so you don't, you don't get murked out when you're 18. I was, I was looking at this kid and this kid didn't really know, he didn't like seem too self-aware, but I was like, dude, that is wild. You know, like, fuck. I'm 25 and I'm like, not a, not a worry in the world, you know, this my first r- real rally and this kid's eight years old and he had to go along to this thing. I was like, dude, you know, eight years old, I was playing Ratchet and Clank, bruh. You know, I had some problems, but they were on, you know, that was because Ratchet and Clank got separated and I had to find Clank. That was the biggest problem I had when I was eight years old. And I was like, fuck, I need Clank back because he was the jetpack. You know, that was me at eight years old and this kid's at a fucking rally, dude. I was like, whoa, pretty insane. Oh yeah. So, uh, one super funny thing did happen at the rally, I should say. So there was this guy, I was there with my mate, Freddie and uh, a few other comedians. A lot of the, a lot of the comedy community is like, uh, you know, very, very lefty. So I was there with all my comedy friends and, uh, I was with Freddie and me and Freddie clocked this guy to our left, this guy. So everyone was wearing masks, most people, and they were handing out masks there was this guy, like, three-piece, like, 1940s suit, maybe in his 50s, long ponytail, bit chubby, um, smoking cigarettes, big top hat, no mask. And me and Freddie, look at this guy, I go, I go Freddie, fuck, have a go at the state of this bloke. I go, I, <laughs> I go, this guy is a character. And Freddie goes, I think this bloke's rocked up for the 5G rally and, and got the dates mixed up. And, I was, and we were laughing. And then, <laughs> so what this guy was doing was, he was going up to everyone saying, take off your mask. Coronavirus is a government hoax. And he was trying to rip people's masks off. It was fucking the wildest thing I've ever seen. And this guy was just going from group to group being like, hey, why you guys got your masks on? Coronavirus isn't real. He got to this one guy. He said, he said, take it off, man. Take it off. Breathe the air. Breathe it, brother. The government cannot silence me. Why are you letting them silence you? And like, this is at a fucking protest. So it was the weirdest thing to say. But, uh, but this guy was going around, he got almost got a fisty cuff with one bloke because it was highly inappropriate what he was doing. Um, but he goes up to this one guy and goes like, you're just a fucking government drone, brother. Come out and smell the air and like rips this guy's mask off. And then they're fucking getting into it. I guess I probably should have stepped in maybe, I don't, I don't know. Like it was happening like a couple of meters away from me. Um, but I, me and Freddie were just laughing. Like this guy didn't seem dangerous. If anything, the top hat guy was going to get absolutely fed. But it was so fucking funny, dude. This guy was just marching around, just insane. Absolutely. And he seemed drunk or like, I don't know. But I just love it when people look, when people are what they look like. Like immediately, it was like this guy, coronavirus doesn't real, 5G conspiracy guy. And he was that person. And that's as good as it gets. When people are what they look like, love it. You know, I hate it when a guy's like a, like a complete nerd and then like, he's like, yeah, I'm actually an AFL player and he's shredded and he, and it's like, well, well fucking cool it up a bit if you're going to be an AFL player, you know? Or like when some, when some uh, jock guy is actually super smart, it's like, I, I hate that. Rattles me to my core, you know? How am I supposed to judge you uh, in a very superficial way if you don't look like what you fucking are, you know? This guy's rocking a top hat 
screaming coronavirus isn't real. I go, this is perfect. This guy, as as advertised, you know, that's what it's about. So I love it when people look like what they are. Um, but I've got a couple more things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Okay, I just saw this uh, Black Lives Matter. Don't worry, I'm not going on some big rant. I don't think I'm the person for that. But I saw this guy on... Uh, so I usually maybe, uh, if I'm looking for topics for the podcast, I'll go on news.com.au, just usually skim the entertainment section because it's always some pelican doing something. But obviously, the last couple weeks have not been very entertaining. And uh, like the the thing that's still on there from like three weeks ago is Khloe Kardashian looks like a different person. That's been on there for three weeks. You know, there's just no fun news at the moment. Uh, maybe rightly so, obviously. But this guy who used to host video hits did this thing. And this is so fucking funny. And people have been getting like uh, sacked from their jobs or whatever for putting, like people who work in the media for putting up all lives matter. And it's like such a weird hill to die on. But this guy, this white guy used to host video hits. I don't know his fucking name because who watches video hits? But um, he used to host with that chick Fuzzy, the black girl. And he put up a yellow square and said, Asian lives matter on Instagram when everyone was doing the black square. And, and he's a white guy, right? And and then like, he got this huge public spat about it. And it was this big thing. And it's just like, and he's like, it was just an on the nose joke. And it's like, and I'm pretty sure he got, he got fired from whatever job he was doing. Let me double check that. But it's like, is it really worth it? You know, Asian lives matter with a yellow square coming from a white Australia guy. It's, it's like not even a funny joke. It's like, mate, is this really the hill you want to die on? Like, it's not funny enough to fucking risk your job for, you know? Like, what is the fucking point? I love these guys who are on the... Uh, the funniest thing to me, as we I've talked about previously with Israel Folau, is people who have the best life. This guy was hosting video hits, Right? You're hosting a TV show. It's the easiest fucking job in the world. You know, up next, Ocean Alley. I just hosted video hits. You know, oh, here I am talking to fucking, you know, Lime Cordial. Hey, guys. What was the inspiration for the next album? We'll be right back. I just hosted video hits. Send me my check. All right? And this guy, he's got this great life. He's a TV host. He's a fucking whatever. And all you have to do, this is the funniest thing to me, when people have a great life and they got a really easy job and all you have to do is nothing and they can't even handle that. Like all that guy had to do was sit at home. If he didn't agree with the black square thing, whatever. I didn't post a black square. Who gives a shit, you know? And apparently the next day the black squares were bad. I, who knows, you know? All you have to do is absolutely nothing if you're this guy, Okay. He's got this great job and he just goes, nah, not today. He goes, babe, put on a pot of coffee. It's time. It's time to fucking joke around. You know, this is my moment. All right. I'm uh, I'm the host of video hits and I've had enough. Okay. And he puts up this yellow square that says Asian lives matter. And it's like, you are a fucking idiot, mate. Like what a stupid hill to die on. You got this great TV job. There it goes. You know, there it goes. And then he put up this thing. He did like a follow-up saying like, I'm not backing down. All lives matter. You know, he's had some weird stat saying white people die more in police custody. Some absolute fucking bullshit. And it's like, hey guy, 
just tell me what the next song is on video hits. You know, you come, you come to get around me. People come for, people come to, for, for a bit of banter. Hear some of my stories. Okay. You know, you don't hear me talking about fucking God, no molecular science. Cause I don't know anything about it. Okay. And if you're the video hits guy, just tell me what song is next. Okay. Ocean Alley had a new album come out. What date did it drop? Okay. Don't weigh in white video hits guy are you weighing in why don't you just tell me how the veronicas are going okay <laughs> i love that i love people who, who like all they had to do was nothing and you couldn't fucking handle that okay unbelievable from that bloke this other chick on reality tv some mtv show also lost her her spot on the show i i, I don't even know how you access normal tv anymore like how, how you turn on MTV, it's beyond me at this point. Um, but apparently she was on this reality show and she got kicked off because she also did like something being like Black Lives Matter is stupid. And it's like, but all you had to do was nothing. You're on TV, you know, and you couldn't handle that. What a complete waste. These people don't know how good they've got it, you know. I'm doing a podcast out of my fucking bedroom. I'd love to host video hits. I just did it before and I told you that Ocean Alley were on next done you know so that's the funniest thing in the world to me but oh yeah okay speaking of reality tv big brother is back big brother is back baby i mean i once had the pleasure of uh doing comedy with gretel colleen the original host now sonia kruger hosts it and she's fantastic at it might i say so yeah, Big Brother is back. It's back in a big way. It's on Channel 7, which is probably the nerdiest channel, if we're being honest. I think we all know it belongs on Channel 10. Um, channel 10 took it to places. I mean, you used to turn on Big Brother, Big Brother up late as a kid, and you just see some guy's dick, and it was like 9.15 at night, and Channel 10 was like, fuck yeah, have some of that, dude. It's Big Brother up late. You know? Channel 7 is, I don't know, I, I don't think it's the home for Big Brother. And... I got into a couple of scenes of Big Brother big time when I was like, you know, 13, 14 or whatever. I remember one guy, Turkey, Turkey slapped a chick, um, which uh, was in poor taste, okay? I don't care if it's Big Brother up late or Big Brother Big Brother up even later. You, you simply can't be doing that. But Big Brother's back. I used to love it, but I think as you get older, you realize the people in the Big Brother house are actual people you come across in the real world. Not okay. So Big Brother's back, and the people I can't take on Big Brother is the people who take themselves way too seriously. You know, if you've ever said I'm going to shake things up or I'm here to stir the pot, all that means is I'm an absolute pelican and I'm completely okay with it. You know, if you've ever said that I like to shake things up, you probably steal people's lunches from the office fridge at work. You know, oh I didn't I didn't eat your sandwich. It was probably Karen. Oh look at me. You know, like, I just think these people who are like, they think they're like some sort of weapon to be reckoned with, you know, or when I get in that house, I'm going to start taking names. It's like, you're going to start taking names, Jim, because it says under you on this interview that you're an accountant. Okay. What are you going to come in and do everyone's taxes? Get a fucking grip, mate. Okay. You know, people who are like, uh, this one guy said, uh, don't cross me cause I'll get in your face. <laughs> 
What? It's a reality TV show, not The Hunger Games, okay? Did you just say, don't cross me? I'm sorry, are you... Are you fresh out of fucking Narco Season 2? Are you El Chapo? Or are you Derek from the Gold Coast? Okay? <laughs> don't cross me. I'll get... Imagine if you were you were looking for roommates and this guy was trying to move in. He said, yeah, look, really like the look of the house. Uh, just before you make your decision, I'll just say, I do whatever the fuck I want. And if you've got a problem with it, I'll get in your face about it. And it's like, oh, okay, cool, dude. You can absolutely hit the bricks. All right. Are you an unskilled laborer? Because you're about to hit the fucking bricks, mate. Okay. You know, these, these guys who take themselves so seriously are wild. You know, like... This one guy says, uh, what do you say? He goes, oh, dude, I can't take these people. And it's like, uh, this one girl said, yeah, don't cross me. And, uh, this, this one girl, she got voted out first night. I'm shocked. She said, if anyone doesn't do their dishes, I'll come for you. Jesus Christ. Are you going to fucking stab me in the middle of the night because I had some toast and left a plate out? Okay. These... It's like uh, half these people in Big Brother are, are legends. I, you know, there's, they're likable people in there. But then the other half are like the worst people from every office. You know the person who like CCs in the boss when he emails you? Hey, Billy, notice you haven't got around to this, mate. Everything okay on your end? CC in the CEO of the company? It's like, Jesus Christ, Derek. Stop stirring the pot, you fucking weird cunt. Okay? Very bizarre behavior. And yeah, these people who are like... Uh, People who like think they're like geniuses or masterminds. It's like just, just bloody get in there and have a laugh, you know. The the best guy is the guy who used to play AFL on this new season. He used to play in the AFL, and he's got he's got one of the smallest egos in the house. Wrap your head around that. This guy was a professional footy player, and there's like some guy who worked in HR with a bigger ego. It's like, what bed did you wake up in? Okay, I can't handle it. I can't handle the, like, the best way to do Big Brother is just be a fucking hilarious larrikin, you know? Fitzy, from Fitzy and Whipper. He didn't, he didn't get there by freaking, he didn't win, did he win Big Brother? Chrissy Swan won maybe, I think, or she came second. I don't know, but they were just hilarious and nice. You know? <laughs> people who are like, uh, people who are saying stuff like, you know, I'm keeping my enemies close and my friends closer. It's like, it's, it's just, it's not a real thing. You know, you did a challenge last night. We had to put a ball in a cup. All right. Very bizarre, very bizarre behavior. But I love the larrikins on Big Brother and I do enjoy Big Brother, but I think can't get around these pelicans anymore. It's a bit much for me. But yeah, speaking of pelicans, has anyone seen this recently? So, I'm on TikTok. Get around TikTok, you know. Comedians who aren't on TikTok, and I think everyone should be on TikTok. I think it's a pretty cool platform, actually. Um, I think it's pretty useful. Like, one of my stand-up videos has got, like, heaps of plays on there, and, um, and it got, like, fucking nothing on Instagram. So, you know, TikTok's super useful. Um... But, so there's a new trend on TikTok, and I don't love it. It's basically where, like, 
16-year-old kids will, like, lip-sync a famous stand-up comedian's bit. And then, like, they get all the followers and the and everything from it. And, like, I saw this one guy, like, lip-syncing Carl Barron. And every video he did had, like, 200,000 likes. And, like, millions of plays. And it's like... What the fucking hell is going on? You can't just lip-sync someone else's stand-up, you know? Like, that is just... It's... It's forgery on such a level I've not seen before. You know, it'd be one thing if you... I guess it's better than just saying their joke in your own voice, as if it's your own. Um, but yeah, it's very bizarre. And people are getting famous on TikTok by, like, lip-syncing Jim Jeffries. Isn't that just the weirdest concept? And, like, I guess everyone knows it's Jim Jeffries, but I think a lot of people don't. You know? I just... I don't know how I feel about it. Because I guess if people then go and look at Jim Jeffries' stand-up, if, if they put in the comment, you know, hey, this is Jim Jeffries' stand-up, I think that's all right. But these, some of these little fucking pelicans, you know, some of them I just... You just don't like the cut of their jib. You know, that's really what it's about. But... Yeah, some of these little pelicans, i tell you what, don't like it. But then I was thinking, if someone lip-synced my stand-up, if some kid who's famous on TikTok lip-synced my stand-up and was like, this is Billy Darcy, and then I got all those followers off it, that would be sick. So, I don't know how I feel about it. Immediately, I was enraged, and now I'm thinking maybe it's actually could be useful. But it's a very bizarre behavior. TikTok is just a world where nothing matters. Nothing matters. It's wild. It's the wild west out there on TikTok, okay? Um, you know, you can put up a great little stand-up clip a minute long of some great joke. No one gives a shit. And then you put up a video of, like, your mate tripping over. Four million plays. Bam. It's a wild, wild world. Um, and I don't, I don't... I don't understand it. And I personally don't think you need to. I think it's just literally... It's a potluck out there, and that's kind of the best thing about it, you know? TikTok, some stuff blows up, some stuff doesn't. Whatever. I think as long as you're a, a fucking hot chick, you'll be all right out there. Um, but yeah, I saw Will Smith is on TikTok. Uh, fucking hell, Will. Uh, some of these super celebrities, like Will Smith and The Rock, these sort of guys. Who's another one, maybe? Will Smith and The Rock are two absolute... They're right up there, but it's like... Oh, Kevin Hart's another one. Lads, feel free to take a day off, I think, every now and then. You know, I don't know if anyone watched that Kevin Hart doco on Netflix, but the guy came across as a fucking psycho. All right? And, and the the Rock, like, Will Smith, do you need to be doing TikToks? You're already, like, top five most famous people on the planet right now. Do you need to be doing TikToks? Don't, why don't you talk to that son, the non-famous one that no one knows who he is? And you never really mention. Why don't you go have a coffee with him? Check in with the bloke. Is he okay? You know? The one who's not Jaden? How's he going? Instead of doing TikToks all day. Weren't you in Men in Black, Will? Hey, Will. Weren't you in I Am Legend? Do you need to be doing TikToks all day? I personally don't think you do. Very bizarre. But these people, I think... Guys like Will Smith, they're just like... You know, there's no mountain they don't want to climb. You know, it's like it's like Matthew McConaughey's Instagram is like the most fucking bizarre thing you'll ever see. But it's like, but I don't know. That could, but Matthew McConaughey's cool as shit. 
But yeah, I don't know. The Rock, the Rock is coming. This is how fucking cool the Rock is. He's third favorite for the presidential election in 2020. He's not even running. Can you imagine that? Imagine you're not even running for president and you're the third favorite. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. And The Rock would be a great president. <laughs> Holy shit. Would The Rock, if he was president, he'd be the first ever president to be on steroids while he's in office. Isn't that cool? The first ever president to be on steroids while he's the president. That's fucking awesome. Imagine, like, you go to a, he goes to a UN meeting all fucking jacked out of his mind at the start of a cycle and, like, has, like, a roid rage and declares war on Japan and he wakes up the next day like, fuck, what, what happened? I just remember seeing black and screaming. It's like, what happened? Fuck, we just launched a thousand ships towards Japan. You just started screaming. You, you said, this isn't over, Japan. Don't think we forgot. <laughs> and then you walked out and started doing push-ups. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fucking hell. The Rock, eh? What a guy. Um, I had a thing about applying for jobs. I've started applying for some for some jobs because very grateful for Centrelink, but I think it's bad for morale. I feel like, feel like a fucking nerd doing nothing all day, to be honest. Um, so I've started applying for some jobs. Had had a bit of a bant on that, but might save that for next week. Um... Yeah, I think that'll do me this week. I feel like 40, yeah, 46. A gentleman's 47, some would call that. I would. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. I'll be candid. I think last week's pod sucked, but I think this week's was better. I think we're back. Last week was a weird climate. I had really no stories to tell. So, but this week's, I feel like there was, you know what I mean? I feel like that was a useful, useful time we just spent together. So thanks for listening. Uh, and if you want to, if you're TikTok famous and you want to lip sync my stand up and tag me, tag me in it, that would be ideal. Okay. Um, so yes, thanking you for listening. Way too long, way too long. Yeah, and I can see the ground now. I'm way too gone, way too gone. Cause these people got me fucked up. Yeah, they got me way too wrong, way too wrong. Now my mind's stronger than me, don't you wait too long, wait too long. Oh, I, oh, I, oh.